Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida and the best way to start your Saturday, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, the man with the scoop, William Cooper, Alex the Goat Tavella, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe DeBatna. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I am Honest Abe, and we are broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, episode number 530, Now's You Can't Leave. Yes, uh, coming up in hour two, we will have Chaz Palamon Terry. Um, Going to be an exciting show for you today, and I am joined today by my trusty sidekick, singular, the man who brings us the news every week, up-to-date teaser and rumor-free, William the Scoop Cooper. What's up, buddy? Good morning, Abe. I don't think you and I have done a, well, we did this a few days ago, but I don't can't make it because it's the first time it's you and me. Like, I don't this. think we have a solo show. We do have the goat here. He is working hard in the background, getting everything yeah. ready. Yeah, he I, is. He is, absolutely. He is. Yeah. I, we had a last-minute notice that Chaz was going to be available for the show, so we weren't really set up to have two more guys here. Uh, right doing it so he's getting it all ready i think we got it going but uh yeah. should be an interesting show today i think i think i'm gonna redo kind of the order coop i think we're gonna hit the scoop with coop in hour one right well yeah i figured that yeah yep. we'll hit it up with our run i i think uh i think we can leave name that jam and and uh would so you great. rather for hour two i think Chaz and and paulie de silvio will also be honest who's been in this industry a long time we're gonna get yes, to know we're going to get to know him and meet him and, um, you know, find out about this partnership they have with this cigar called the Bronx Tale. So um, I did happen to – I've known about this one-man show forever since the movie came out. Um, sure, yeah. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like one of these, like, uh, you know, I, 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 when I get into something, I delve all into it, you know, read about it, do research. So um, – I've been wanting to see it for a long time, just never really had the chance to make it happen. So it was very cool when I heard he was coming to town. My wife and I went and saw it, front row seats. And it was cool because my wife never saw the movie. Okay. So that was pretty wild. I mean, I, I'm watching this. And obviously, I have all the you know insight and background to the scenes as they're happening. But my wife is watching this for the first time and you know she didn't even realize till the end of this that this is actually kind of based on Chaz's childhood growing up so uh she was blown away by it and um now she has a movie night with all the kids that they're going to watch Bronx Tale so very it was it was a very cool show and I'm telling you because and it's really funny because I'm a big fan of the movie. I'm sure. I mean, Coop, you're always weird, so I'm not sure if you're a big fan of the movie. You, you, you. <laughs> oh no, the movie's good. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. Okay, but um, I've been a big fan of the movie. Most people I know love the movie. Some of the most iconic scenes in movie history are in it. Um, yeah. And I always wondered 
how do you do a one-man show? See, I haven't seen the one-man show piece either. So I'm, I'm, I see the movie, but not the one-man. It was such a mind-boggling. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and for like the last two decades, I've actually thought about this every time it's come up. It's like, I, mean, I wonder how that one-man show goes. And let me tell you something. It was utter brilliance. It was utter brilliance. You literally felt like you were, you know, he did a basically a full-length feature movie on stage by himself with a chair. How, right? how long is it? How long was it? It's about the length of the movie. I think we were there for over 90 minutes. Wow. No intermission. No break. This guy comes up on the stage and literally for 90 minutes performs. And um, the only prop on the stage is one single chair, the stoop. Wow. And it was brilliant. I, I really have to say it was, it was, uh, it was amazing to see, you know, amazing did, to see. How did it compare to the move? I mean, Obviously, it's a different experience, but obviously, you came out of this one-man show very satisfied, it sounds like. I was very satisfied. The crowd was very satisfied. My wife was very satisfied. Um, you know, Broadway theater stage performances is a completely, you know, if you've been to shows like that, it's, it's a completely different form of that. Yeah. You know, it really is. Yeah. And I think Chaz was more brilliant, or, I mean, at the very least, equally brilliant as a stage performer compared to the movie stage performing is a lot more complex for him because in a movie you got cute other yeah. actors and yeah. you know he did little things like you know sometimes he'd be doing a whole dialogue between him and c right yeah but he would do little things like at what he would do this as he was talking to sunny which gave the crowd an instant right <laughs> realization of who's talking in the moment but it was brilliant it really it was really really brilliant and um I was I was flabbergasted at someone who not only wrote it because writing is one thing, but right. finding a way to perform it yeah. on stage, no intermission, no props, nothing. And he yeah. told the story. He, he he was broke when he started this. He didn't have money for props, so he just used. He literally told us, "I'm using the one chair as I did when I first did the first show ever." I mean, he just has one chair, you know. Yeah, that's and, and this I don't is want not to, a com yeah, it's not common. You don't see performances like this that often. But it is funny too. He was I, able to express the, the emotion, the tension, the the you know when he would cry as see as a nine-year-old, you know, seeing a grown man act like a nine-year-old crying. Um yeah, it was really it was really amazing to see. And I, I, I don't want to get too much in depth of our conversation I had with him last night because right. I figure he'll come on and it'll probably come up, but um yeah, Marshall, this was a one-man show that after he started performing it, it really became one of the hottest shows in, in L.A. Yeah. And um, he had gotten offers from multiple people, uh, Jack Nicholson, Al Pacino, to do the movie. And this is a true story. And I knew this story before last night. I knew this from when, when the movie came out. And he kept denying it because he insisted he wanted to play Sonny in the movie. And it wasn't until Robert De Niro came and saw the show and then he met him backstage in the room and Robert Nero loved the idea of him being Sonny and then Robert playing C's father. And um, it's just a great story. It really is. Great story. It really was. So I was happy I caught it. And it was fun. And, and you know, always a good excuse to take the wife out for, for a night. I, I, absolutely. Now, how did this all, this, the Chaz thing kind of came about 
fast, right? Did, did you know he was coming into town and reach out to him or Dean and those folks? How did, so, how did that work? So what happened was we, I ran into Chaz the first time at the PCA last year. Yeah. And obviously, you know, and we'll talk more about it, but, you know, he's, he's releasing his cigar. Yep. Adequately named a Bronx Tale. Yep. So um, we had stayed in contact. You know, we told him about our event, The Great Smoke. He was excited about it, wanted to come and, you know, see the people, meet the culture. Um, and what better place to do that than at The Great Smoke, literally. Right. Right. So uh, we knew he was going to be at The Great Smoke. We were confirmed early, early uh, last year, uh, late last year. Uh -huh. And um, let me see here. Okay, so and uh, late last year, and um, Paulie had reached out to me, told me they're in town. Now, when I saw him, and he told me he was going to be in Palm Beach, he knew his schedule. So I was like, "I'm going to be down there doing my show." And I said to myself, "Man, I got to catch it." Right. So Paulie was coming to town. We had never met before. So we had met literally the first time Friday night and um, I had to run to the fairgrounds. So he got here about six o'clock. We had literally a little over an hour. I was actually late to the fairgrounds. Um, had to do an on-site check at the fairgrounds because we're moving the great smoke dinner. Yeah, we met. Yeah, we did. So I, I think this is the first time I'm publicly saying it. We're going to send no, emails. You, said it, you did say it on Tuesday night, may move. You did yes, it it's on, definitely yeah. moving. This setting yeah. and this venue on the property is yeah. amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. People are going to be blown away. So um, I had to do a site check, check out the lighting and everything. But this is going to be a really an epic, epic yeah. dinner. Uh, once again, elevating it once again is going to be great. So um, I only had about an hour and 10 minutes with him. And when, when, when he texted me earlier in the week saying he was going to be in town, I realized I went to go see if I could buy tickets. Everything was sold out. Gone. Yeah. Gone. And um, after we met and we talked, actually, I was at the fairgrounds and Paulie reached out to me. And, uh, you know, he said, Chaz would like to invite you to the show. So um, it was great. So That's went, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So we got to catch a show. and um, But it was last minute. And then I started talking. And when I was here Friday night, I said, look, I, I don't know what you guys are doing Saturday. Because, you know, they wanted to get together for lunch and something Saturday. I said, I do my show. I think it'd be great. You know, it's really two weeks before the Great Smoke. If you guys have time in the morning. And, you know, doing a one-man show. And, you know, God bless him. You know, Chaz is not a spring chicken anymore. Neither are no. we. Um, it had to be exhausting. So, you know, I'm like, listen, why, why don't you come at 11? We'll get you on an hour or two. And they're, and they're excited. So um, they'll be coming on after the break. And we'll get to meet Paulie, find out a little bit about his history, talk about the cigar, and obviously, I'm sure everybody's gonna have a lot of questions for for Chaz. So it's yeah. it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. So yeah, I, I had a chance to meet them at the PCA, both of them very interesting guys. Uh, you know, obviously Chaz, everyone knows Paulie's a very interesting guy too. And uh, you know, I had never met Paulie, but I knew of Paulie. His cigars were sold throughout a lot of shops in New York. And are very those hand rolled cigars are very very good. So, um, but I found him an incredibly interesting character as well. So, I think I think people are in for a treat. I was very surprised at how long he's been in this industry doing this. It just shows you that even as small as this industry is, and we all think we know everybody, man, there's a lot of people you don't know about still. Even a guy like me, you know, I'd never met Paul. I didn't know about his shop or his cigars. So. Um, Actually, I kind of started teasing with him, and he was elated with the idea. You know, uh, Brandy and I might go up to New York and uh, 
work with him to have him do a, uh, you know, we talked about it, so it's not definitive yet, but he was very right. excited. Um, do a special cigar for our rare and vintage room. A I, small I, run. I, I would absolutely recommend it. I've had the cigars. They're really good. Um, and here's the other thing. He's in the area of New York with the Arthur Avenue area of the Bronx. That's like the, that's really what Little Italy is. There's Little Italy in Manhattan, but where he is, that's what I would say is more the true Little Italy. It's a great area. And he's known for his pizza. He has a pizza place, and he's known for his pizza as well. Yep. yep. Yeah. He's got a restaurant, and uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Got a lot on the agenda. Yeah, I mean, this is exciting. Um, and, and what a lineup. What a lineup for Great Smoke. To have him and Guy, those were the two... Those are two of the biggest celebrities that we've had in the industry in the last couple of years. So I mean, that's, that's a coup. Abe, that's a major coup on, on you. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Thank you. I, I just yeah. think it's a testament of the event because to even though it is, it is, it is. To even guys like Paulie and and Chaz, you know, they don't know what our event is. They don't know what it's about. The best they could do is ask people they know, and it seems yeah. like everybody they ask basically kind of encourage them to say, "No, you need to be at this event. You yeah. want to be at this event." So. Um, it's going to be a fun year. Yeah, it was funny because I was with Hector um, a little before we did the show on Tuesday night because I was in Miami, and you know Hector was telling me guy was going to beat everybody. He said, "Don't bring it up because you know how you know how it is sometimes. You just want to make sure everything's confirmed before you." Well, you know, I, you know, nothing against guy. I think it's common with a lot of people. Yes, you know? exactly. You're not sure until you're sure, and even absolutely. then, you, and absolutely. even then, maybe you're not sure a little bit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? absolutely. Yeah. So. It's, 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 you know, it's one of those things. So before we actually put it out there, Eric and I was on the phone last night and he's like, look, his, his, his agent called us. He's there. He's coming over, but I'm going to talk to him in the morning. Don't say anything until I talk. I was like, absolutely. But as soon yeah, as Eric yeah. called me, as soon as Eric called me and gave me the green light, you know, we, we put it out there. Yep. Yep. That's good. And you know, they have, um, I've met the other two folks, the two football players, uh, Ike Taylor and Leon Cersei. Uh, we've interviewed them a couple times at PCA. They are really good guys as well. They, they like to have a good time. They do. They like to have, they're very down to earth guys. Um, and love cigars. I mean, I can just tell you that, but they're very personable, both of them. They like to have a good time. We did an event with them in our West Palm Beach location. And man, they were, you know, it's to the point where you almost didn't know where they were because they got lost in the crowd. Right, right. Right. It, it wasn't like. Good. It wasn't like they were blocked off or had some special platform, and they were like just like partying with everybody. So they're having a yeah, good time. Yeah, no, exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, obviously Leon's a big guy, big Leon, but uh, but uh, you know, very down to earth guy, very down to earth guy. I, I enjoyed talking to both of those guys each year. You know what's kind of cool too is like you know here here's the situation with Paulie. We've never met. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I heard a little bit about him last year when we heard about the cigar. He's heard about me. And we sat here like for an hour and 10 minutes and you know, it's, it's so cool. Like we've almost been in the industry same amount of time had yeah. never crossed paths and we just kind of bonded, you know, really like in an hour, I mean, we're still getting to know each other, but it was such a, such a nice, pleasant conversation. The more I, I looked at his website, I looked at his cigars I looked, and he bought me some to smoke. Um, I smoked one that night. Uh, he had just rolled them like right before he got on the plane. So yeah. they were still a little soft. So I'm going to let him air out. I don't know about you, but I like cigars more on the drier side. I do too. I yeah. do not like them wet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel when they're yeah. drier, the combustion is better. And I can really taste the cigar better than when it's wet, where it's almost like a smoldering burn instead of a burn burn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's just me or, or uh, you know, a common thing. But yeah, I, I let them, I'm leaving them out so they could dry up a little bit. Then I'm going to humidify them and, and go back yeah. to them again. But um 
when I saw it, and, and then he came into our rare vintage room. So he saw our, you know, our, our, our like the, the ones that were made exclusively for us the, in, right. in the big octagon wall. Yep. And uh, he asked me about him. I started telling him and he just seemed so interested. And I said, hey, you know, I, I'm always trying to procure special things that aren't common. And, you know, for this room, it's really hard. You know, would you be interested? And he was like, he couldn't believe I asked him. You know, I mean, he was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I'll send you some stuff. I said, absolutely not. My wife and I haven't been to New York in when we were when we were single not single but when we, before we had kids. My wife would go. I go in New York. We'd make a decision on on a Wednesday oh, and be yeah, there, be yeah, there Friday night. We we'd go. We catch a we go to Times Square, catch a, a show uh, on Broadway, and then and then you know have a couple slices of pizza and be back Sunday. And we used to do that shit at least once a year. Ever since we have kids, I don't think we've been to New York. Oh, once I think for a wedding, Petra was like literally like six months old. So. I haven't been there in 15 years, easily to say. So we're due. So I said, look, we'll come up. We'll check out the place. And he was very excited about it. So I'm, I'm kind of pumped up about it. Yeah. Have, another have another to- cool little project for 2024. I think it's great. Have you been to that area of the Bronx at all? Yeah, but many, many years ago. Yeah, it's it, it's a great area. It's a great area of the Bronx is what I'll say. So Many, you know, many years ago. You know, I always tell people a lot of times that some of the better restaurants in New York are actually in the outer boroughs. So uh, that that's certainly one of the places to, to go. Um, so, and I've not been, I've never been to his, I've never been to his shop, um, but his cigars used to be distributed to a lot of places in New York when I was living there. And Paulie made this barber pole that I still think is the best barber pole I've ever had. And uh, they, used to, they used to sell it at a place that I'd smoke at in Manhattan. And that's where it came from. And it was, it was, I still think it's the best barber pole I've had. Yeah. It really did. So he, he, here it is. It's someone you've known and had experience with, and I had no idea. But so, I never met Paul. I never met Paul until the show. I mean, it was weird. I, it's just, he's just, you know, I just never, because by the time I was really getting into scars, I'd moved down to Charlotte. So, but I'd heard of Paulie. We've been Facebook friends probably for about a decade, you know? So, and then we met at the show and, and like I said, he's a, he's a great guy to connect with immediately. You know, we just kind of really hit it off. There was a lot of people who caught the show last night. Steve Monterano was there and our old industry associate, Jose Oliva was there. Oh, wow. He was there. He caught a show with his wife and daughters. So, is yeah. he is he kind of back at Oliva? I've heard something. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is after he left the cigar industry, he, he would never even return my call. So, right. But no, then I've, yeah, I don't. I don't when know, I was spending hundreds kind of, of thousands of dollars a year with them, I answer my call anytime. But during yeah. COVID, you know, we we were in a pinch. We had no idea what was going on. You know, I just kind of sent a text and call. Just you know, get inside scoop. Is there really yeah. any hope? Are we ever going to open? Are we locked down forever? What's what's going on? Right. Never, never returned my call. So interesting. I mean, I know he was doing some. He left obviously the job in um, the state legislator. I, I heard he was running some food food distribution company for a while. But then someone told me he might be back like part time at a lever. Is what I had heard. So I don't, don't know, know what that means. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. I mean. If he did want to get back in, it would make sense for Oliva. They really need a face. They do. I think, you know, that's they've they've done well without a face. I'll say that, but they do need a face. Well, their face is now a monkey from Cigar Page. <laughs> that's, that's about, you know, that's their face now. But, yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, listen, Jose Oliva was great in the industry, great guy for the industry. In fact, you know, one of the stories, which, you know, now is out and open, um, when I was originally working on Trip Maduro before I, before Sal convinced me to talk to the, you know, Julio Aroa, Christian's dad about it, Jose Oliva was one of the first people I went to 
God rest his soul, Bert Godfrey took me down there and we had a talk. One of legendary reps, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, we're going way back here. And we uh, pitched the concept to um, Jose and he talked to Gilberto and they were talking about making a blend. And it was just one of those things they just didn't move quickly enough on it for me. So I really wasn't sure if they were interested in it. And Sal finally broke me down and took me to Honduras and met with Julio and Julio went nuts. In fact, he was so excited about it when I was telling him about the concept and the idea of making it like really the first all Maduro cigar. Um, he had rolled like a dozen of them. I mean, I was only there for four days. Right, right. You know, four days, four or five days. He had rolled a dozen for me and, and, and made them to me, give them to me before I left, said, do not smoke these. Let them sit two, three weeks, then then smoke them. So, right. so uh, you know, that's how that happens. It's kind of funny how kind of all the stuff, you know, gets connected yeah yeah um i it's, it is small world type stuff in a lot of ways all right so we're going to change the order a little bit of kma talk radio today um we want to save most of our two to really talk to paulie and and jazz and parliamentary and our two that are coming in after the break at the top of the hour so we're going to break it down early and we're going to talk to william cooper um find out what is the scoop with coop What's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Coopa. Yes, we got news this week. Tell us, what news do we have in the industry this week? Well, we got a few stories from Christoph Cigars. And um, Christoph, this was stuff that we broke on Coop yes last night. So it's, I don't think it's anywhere else. It probably will start showing up today. But um, Christoph's got their PCA releases uh, announced, and the and the uh, the main one is going to be their 20th anniversary cigar. Uh, so it's the Christoph 20th anniversary, and uh, it's celebrating basically Glenn Case in the industry for for 20 years. Folks may know he was in the world of finance and. He went and became a broker for a short time and then got into the world of manufacturing cigars. Now, when you say in the industry for 20 years, is that 20 years of him being in the industry before he came out with the brand, or is that 20 years of the brand? At 20, from what I understand, it's 20 years of the brand because Christoph was founded in 2004. Well, so he kind of, but he, he spent like a short time as a broker. It was like six months or something like that. Before yes, I remember that. That's why I asked yeah, that. Question. Yeah, yeah, but to, Christoph was founded in 2004. And that's hitting the store shelves when? Um, after the trade show, um, it's going to be if you're folks interested, Brazilian Ara Paracarapa, Indonesian Binder, Nicaragua Pennsylvania Filler. It's going to be in four sizes Robusto, Toro, Gordo, and Perfecto, priced between $13 and $15. So, um, what you're going to also start to see from Christoph is they're, they're doing, and we're going to talk about one story in a second, they're starting to move away from uh, what they call the rustic elegance packaging, which are those rough cut boxes, the loose tobacco. They're getting away from that. So all the new releases, you're going to see much more sleek packaging, and then they're going to start transforming the other stuff. About time. You know, Abe, I agree. I I can't disagree. As much as I, like, maybe it's cool, but don't get me wrong. uh, And I. It was cool 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Yeah. Now it's just annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time, too. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward. That's going to be their big release at the PCA this year for sure. Um. Then they have Let me a ask second a question before you go yeah. on to the next thing. Uh-huh. What's your take on the PCA cigars? For many, yeah, that's gonna be the next one. 
I think it is a program that is the PCA should just get out of it. It's it's Agreed. it makes the TAA program look good. Okay. Because this I, I just want to clarify when you say it makes the TEA program look good, it's still not good. It's still not good. It it's, just just makes it look a little bit better, but they both are terrible. Yeah, the PC has tried to curate this, and, and I think they've made an, a, a good attempt. But the, what they're receiving from the companies, um, in most cases, has been Bleh. a line extension. A, it, we're going to talk about the Christopher one, which I think is a little more than that, but. Uh, or check companies aren't really putting a lot into it. So I, I think the PCA should just get out of that and let, let if companies want to do a PCA exclusive for people to come to their booth, let them do it on their own. But tr don't try to curate the series. It, it, it's not a good idea. So first off, they're literally asking. So now they put this onus, another onus that now manufacturers have this psychology. We need a PCA cigar. Yeah. So literally, and, and Terrence, you could you could chime in. No, Terrence, we're going to cyber bully you, and we're going to do the well, tag. Terrence has done an interesting spin on his, though. Yeah, but we're, I, I mean, we're going to tag yeah. him uh, today. We're going to have everybody yeah, tag yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, but Terrence, you can chime in on this, right? I mean, it's already the most critical time of year for most of these manufacturers getting ready for this show, right? So let's I'll throw another responsibility on them, you know, that they probably don't have the time for. Some of them probably don't want to deal with it. And it just now becomes like an onus of, of expectation responsibility that I believe shouldn't be there. I, you know, I, the problem is the problem is everybody's always afraid to piss somebody off. So listen, I go through this. I go through this great smoke, right? We only have 32 companies involved. Now we used to have 45, right? So I'm disappointing somebody every year. Literally, I don't have room for you. I'm sorry. And some people, some people, I have to convince them why it's in their best interest not to come. Not to do it. Yeah. Yeah, Gary Smoke. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. The crowd isn't relating. You're not selling any cigars. I'm pretty sure it's a good expense for you to come down and do this. It doesn't really financially make sense for you, you know. But if you're not willing to do that, to you know, to to trim and keep it clean, that's when shit gets out of control. So, you know, I don't, I don't mind the TA cigars. I don't mind the PCAs, but it should be more controlled. They sh it shouldn't just run amok. If right. there was one or two releases, that's it. Every year. Yeah, you didn't get it this year, but you want to know what? You're, you, you will have your year. Yeah. And something, I, I agree with that piece And well. something that the people can focus on, right? Because I'm not focusing on 32 PCA releases. I am sorry. At that point, I have zeroed it out. I've toned it out and, 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 and 31 of them are probably getting lost somewhere in the back of my brain. And a lot of companies aren't talking about like Christoph has one we're going to talk about, which it's five to six weeks before the show. Okay. That's some time where people, if they really want to get that cigar, they can decide to go to the show. But I see a lot of companies announce that PCA exclusives the week of the show. I don't see how that does any good. Isn't the whole purpose is to get people to the show by having these cigars so why announce it the week week of the show it makes not, no sense not well thought out not well executed so i mean if they could really tone these down say look every year we're going to grant three people you know one in each division yeah. one in the boutique one small one in the medium one in the yeah. large you know, you know? And if you pass on it we offer it to the next guy yeah. and limit it to three a year i think it would have so much more impact i think the people making the cigars 
would be, have more vetted into it and interest because now they're only going to be one of three. They're selected as the only person in that category. Do they yeah. really not want to make? It's really it's, it's really easy to throw something out there when you know there's going to be 52 PCA releases. Yeah, and right? exactly. Yeah. Oh, I don't have to worry because yeah, exactly. But but when you know you're going to be one of three, you know you're standing out. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. Right. You can't you can't hide a mediocre cigar when you're one of three being released in a year. You know, Aaron Loomis and I talked about this, and he had an interesting concept: is why not have a competition, right, at, at a PCA, and then the winner of that competition gets to make the cigar next year. Like that would be something people would be interested in the competition. You don't just let anyone in the competition, and then next year they they have that opportunity to be the PCA exclusive cigar. I, I think, think yeah, I think it's I think honestly it should be some formula based on one tenure size of company you know support yeah, the PCA. I, I because that should be a reason why as a manufacturer you want to support and perform the pca because it should be it should be something that's an honor not something that's passed out yeah. like french fries at mcdonald's right right we want you to make the pca cigar right i mean literally i think almost they would let almost anybody make a pca cigar who wanted to make one there's no stopping anyone. So if Nick from El Mago wants to have a cigar at his booth, right, to say it's only available if you're at the PCA, then let him do that, right? But I wouldn't curate it as a PCA exclusive just yet. Exactly. Because he's new. But there's nothing wrong with him certainly doing right. it. Right. I mean, you can make any cigar, but if it's if yeah. it's going to have the phrase PCA exclusive yeah. or the terms or the letters, then it should be controlled by the PCA. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So. That's my take on it. Sorry. I, 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 no, no, it's good. I took it's you on good. a tangent. No, I think it was good because I, I knew it was going to come up at some point because Christoph's got a, t uh, they have their t uh, PCA uh, cigar. It is the PCA Signature Series. Um, so this is a, um, this the thing about Christoph is they don't do a lot of box press cigars. And when they do box press cigars, they tend to do it either for like the TAA or the PCA or something limited. So this is a box pressed offering of a, of a San Andreas Mexican blend in a six and a half by fifty four. I, I think Christoph's done a good job with their PCA releases because I think they do nice packaging. They do something a little different, um, and I think they put a lot of thought into their PCA exclusives that other companies don't do. So I, I'm going to give them a, a thumbs up on that. And look, I'm not trying to knock the PCA cigars. I'm just saying it just. I, I yeah, I know. I believe we've had. On our shows, we've had so many conversations because, like I said, it made the TAA program look good, and the TAA program is a mess. I mean, honestly, in Cigar Coop, we stopped covering the TAA cigars this year. We're done. Right? We're done. We just can't. It's not worth it anymore is what we saw. So we, we, we dropped it. And unless, like, you know, obviously if Pete's doing the TAA, that's a little different because that has a lot of legs, and that's a that's a historic lease. But, you know, some of these other we're just done with now. Done with. What else yeah. you got, Coop? Uh, one last thing. I mentioned that Christoph's changing their packaging. So the Christoph Vengeance uh, is one of the first lines that's going to see this new packaging. So new band designs, again, more sleek look. The rustic elegance is going away. I love the Vengeance, and I've spilled loose tobacco all over my floor every time I bought a box, and, and I have bought boxes of this, so I'm, I'm kind of glad that that's going to change. This has been a very Christoph-centric uh, episode. Of no, we got we, we got other stuff, but we don't have – we don't have an STG release of the week. so No, they broke their streak. Yeah. The only press release we got was some website where you can build your own, like, uh, hot rod car or something like that. But that was it. That wasn't a release, so we're not counting that. Um, but we have Year of the Dragon stuff. Oh, gosh. 
Actually, we have year. Okay, so let's start off first with Davidoff. Okay, um, this was a so. This is where I get frustrated with press releases, and I'll explain it. So Davidoff's announced that they're going to come out with this year of collector's edition, right? So Davidoff's like the first company that has gone through the whole Chinese Zodiac cycle. So they've done the 12 releases, they done like, and now that what they're doing is they're putting together a uh, a collector set of old all, all of those. Yeah. So there's going to be eight cigars from each of the Chinese Zodiac years. Um, so there'll be 12 trays of eight cigars. So you got 96 cigars in this thing. It's, it's, a, it's a nice presentation. You can see the boxes. They stack up, and uh, on each of them have a, have a custom lid on it. The the case is numbered. You know, Davidoff's not doing cutting corners with the with the uh, with the packaging. Um, they're going to be doing an unveil at their flagship stores um, in Hong Kong, uh, New York, and I believe Switzerland. Right? Here's the problem. Ken Simon, twenty thousand bucks, buddy. No, we don't. Do you have a price on it? Because I asked for no, no one had a price on this 18, thing. Eighteen thousand. Eighteen thousand. Now even better. So why did we asked for pricing yesterday? Like no one got pricing on this thing yesterday. Who asked for it? Okay, I'm not one thousand percent confirmed because there's okay. a lot of texts that go on in my organization, but I'm pretty yeah. sure I saw one that said it's about eighteen thousand. I'm assuming that's retail, not wholesale. Right. Um, but did they say in the press release what the alloc alloc how many they're making of this? They're only making a hundred of them. There's only three coming to the U.S. Really. Three, from what I understand, or maybe our territory. I don't know. Interesting. This is where I get frustrated. But basically, they, basically, we were told we can't get one, or it's highly unlikely we'll get one. This is that's crazy. Why? Why? They're gonna give it to the flagship stores. Yeah, it'll, it'll sit mostly in Davidoff stores. It'll sit in the Dav. So think about where it's gonna go: New York, um, Vegas, Vegas. Uh, I don't think Houston's got one anymore, but uh, there's got to be a third one somewhere that they'll put it. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening for me either. Me either. I mean, trust me. Me I mean, either. I, I, if someone wants to sell me a snake tray, uh, the, the year of the snake was my favorite of the 12. So uh, they want to sell me that. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll make an offer. But but yeah, um, but that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm, I was just shocked that they didn't give the media the pricing on this. And look, I checked my competition. They didn't have the pricing either. So that was just a head scratcher. And I, you know, I asked for it. And I didn't get it. So um, I don't quite, under, I mean, if you don't have the pricing available, just say the pricing is not available yet. I mean, I'm not okay verified, that. not verified, not verified. But I think it's going to be somewhere in the park of 18,000. Yeah, I mean, I figured it was going to be a five digit thing when they said 100. Nuts. So, Nuts. Yeah. yeah. What else you got going on, Coop? We have Ferry Otago news. So Ferry Otago is done a, is doing a line extension on that Panamericana line called the Secreto. Um, it is a four and a half by forty petite Corona. This this one kind of was a little weird I, I, because it was announced as a as a new line extension, but the Secreto was actually an offering in the original Panamerica line when it was launched. You know, back with Nat Sherman. The difference is uh, that one was a four by forty. This is a four and a half by forty. So, um, but yeah, this is a, uh, a petite Corona size. It's, it's basically shipping now. So, um, you know, you can check that out if it's coming up. If you're, if you're a petite Corona fan, um, this may be a cigar for you. I like this. I like this blend a lot. It's a Placencia blend, uh, being made for Ferry Otago. So, uh, you know, check it out. Good, good guy makes great, has great cigars and is the 
face of the virtual great smoke. So go out absolutely, and, he, yeah. Go out and, and support Michael Herklotz. Go grab some of his cigars. Yeah, go. You know what? He's doing a really good job, uh, and he's done something. Probably, you know, he had to shut down a company and then rebuild it like six months later. Right. That's, that is that is unheard of in the cigar industry. I don't think anyone else has done it. Uh, and he really represents that brand so well. Um, like I said, this is, I, I've always liked the Panamericana. This is one of his projects that he brought when he was back at Nat Sherman um, that he developed. So this is a, a, a really good cigar. I've had this, like that 4 by 40 size that was out. I had it. It's a good size. So I, I'd advise folks, uh, if you like Petit Corona, this is a good blend to go check out. Cool. What else you got, Coop? And one final uh, Year of the Dragon story, if it's not enough. Uh all the Year of the Dragon cigars that are coming out. Quality Importers is doing a Year of the Dragon collection. So uh, if you want some Year of the Dragon themed stuff, there is a Humidor Supreme 20-count desktop humidor, a Cigar Caddy 5-count travel case, and you may be interested in this, a Zycar Perfect Cut Cutter. That You know, they've taken that one national. I think uh, Abe, you probably were aware of that. Yes, our, our, our exclusive ended in the beginning of 2024. Yep, but a great, obviously, you were a big part of that. You know, a very big part of that. Um, and now we're waiting on the XI2s to drop. We'll have the exclusive on that for oh, a while. Oh, really? That's great news. That's great uh, news. They were supposed to drop both at the same time between you and I. Okay. There just been a big hang-up on, on the more economical version, uh, the XI2s. So we're hoping that's going to hit this spring and, you know, early summer. And we'll have the exclusive on the XI2 perfect cutters when they come out. Oh, that's long. good news. That's good. I knew there was an XI2 coming. I didn't realize you had the exclusive on that. So that's great news. Yeah, yeah. It was, we had the exclusive on both. And they were both supposed to be dropped at the same time. I've so. actually been waiting to get the XI2 one. That's why I, I've held off on The XI2 one, when we get it, our exclusivity time, will start on that when we receive it. Nice, nice. Uh, and then the fourth thing is the Palio Pro Lighter. So, um, you know, they're going to be shipping these things starting February 19th. They'll be taking orders through the end of March. They 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 customize these things through their swag bunker, so it's kind of something they they can produce. But uh, I've been in that have, bunker. It's a pretty cool bunker. I, I I've been wanting to go see it. I've been wanting to go see it. Yeah, it's uh some pretty cool technology from what I've heard about it. We 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 love it because you know they work great with us. I think I had one up here somewhere. I don't know all, all the my desk. My whole office is a, a zoo, great smoke time of year. But you know now when we do like special events like Summer of Saka or anything like that. Um, we can make a small run of something for that promotion with them. So it's it's worked out very cool. Yeah, no, I think they've done a nice job with that. Um, the work they do on it. I, I actually have a uh, a coop cutter they did for me. So it came out really good. Coop cutter. I yeah. like it. Yeah, it's not for sale. It's, it was just kind of um, one they, that uh, they, they promote, Joe promote for our team. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Anything else you got going on? Uh, that's it for this week. All right, great. We have, we have. if you're just joining us, we have Paulie DeSilvio and Chaz Palminteri joining us in hour two of KMA Talk Radio after the break. Uh, we just finished, uh, we moved up our scoop with Coop to our first hour, so we can spend more time talking with these fine gentlemen in hour number two. And for more information, and always keeping up to date with what's going on in the cigar industry, please check out our friend's site, cigar-coop.com. Com. Thank right. you. Now, something we forgot to do in the beginning of the show. We had a lot going on. Um, the goat is here. I don't want people to think the goat's not working. Goat's he's really, working hard. I mean, he's yeah, working hard. <laughs> we had to make a very special setup for yeah. Chad and Paulie to come on, and we were both here at nine this morning, turning away, and then we realized, wow, we got to start the show. So 
He's yeah. working in the background, getting everything ready, making sure that ensuring the broadcast goes well when our dear friends come on. But I never there he is. There he is. There he is. Working really hard doing doing take on for the team today. Yeah. Unlike Paul DeCacco, he's actually working hard. Did he? Try, I thought Paul may try to weasel onto the show. Actually, today. I don't think I don't know if he knows because if he knows, he probably would have tried to. Can weasel you hear on. me? Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah. There was no way I was letting Paul on the show. It was not happening. But he, That's why he's the he, goat. He didn't reach out to you though, did he? No, but I put it in the tag. I, you know what's funny? I don't. I think I purposely. When I shared it to Smoke and Social, only tagged you and Coop. I don't even yeah, think, I think you're right. You're right. I think I only tagged you and Coop. Because <laughs> you would have been available today. <laughs> I'm oh, telling I you, I, I'm shocked he didn't try to weasel his way. Hey, hey um, you know, Stephanie gave me permission. You know, she's right. gonna let me do the show for like 45 minutes. You think I can hop on? <laughs> right. No. It's still not 11 yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll boot him. <laughs> but I never did ask what is everybody smoking. As long as you're on Alex, you might share with, 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 with you know what we're all smoking. What are you smoking, Coop? I'm smoking a cigar from Freud Cigar Company. Uh, it's their limited edition cigar. Someone uh, gifted this to me this week. Uh, this is a cigar that's blended by Eladio Diaz for them. So uh, Freud's a what newer did, company. What did you? Uh, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what constitutes new anymore. I mean, they've been around for a little bit now, a minute or two. But what did you think? Because I. I had one when I was at the uh, Davidoff Cigar Lounge over at the Hard Rock. They pricey. They pricey. Uh, That's this right. One, we did have that there, and it was like, holy shit. They were pricey. And, and it wasn't pricey just because it was at the Davidoff. No, it's pricey. pricey. We looked it up. In range. Yeah. yeah. It, it, they're going for a higher segment uh, market. Some of them have been duds. This one's not a dud. This one's pretty good. I was, not, I was not impressed with the one we smoked at all. Yeah, Nothing against them, but, you know. You know, you know, yeah, the super ego is probably the one you smoked. That's a quote. It was a dud. Yeah. What what I don't understand is when somebody lays a floor plan out for you, because it has been done, been done by Padron, it's been done by Davidoff. All right, you want to try to be that niche market. They laid the floor plan. They laid the parameters of the undisputed quality control presentation the whole thing and yet you keep seeing these people trying to come out with these uber luxury brands and just falling short but you know in my opinion I'm, in my opinion so what i've seen from them and i've interviewed those guys they're nice guys but they're not doing enough engagement at the retail level or the consumer level to get people excited about that brand and and you're going to try to sell these very expensive cigars over 30 dollars. good luck if you're not doing that agreed yeah. I'm pretty sure Alex is probably smoking the same thing I'm smoking. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't have any, unfortunately, on short notice. I could get them. So yeah, I was gonna tell you, Coop, if we had notice, I would have sent you out some. No, I don't understand that. Yeah, I mean, this was uh, yeah. So I didn't have any, unfortunately. And it's uh, so I love the size. You know, and let me tell you, most people know I'm I'm a lighter. I prefer a lighter, more balanced, complex cigar. And if I understand, if our information is right, this is a Habano wrapper, but it's nice and light. It, right? it has yeah. none of that that Habano like zing to it that I'm used to. So no, this is. I ain't gonna lie. Great, I expected great, to, great size. I expected it was gonna be a lot more for this morning, right? But right, right, super. Habano. I looked it up, but no. Super enjoyable. Well, if you're out there watching, please chime in. Let us know what you're smoking this morning. We want to know what everybody's smoking. 
KMA Talk Radio, best way to start your Saturday. Here we go. We got some people starting to chime in. There we go. Uh, Dan, thoroughly enjoying it. So uh, I really am. But I had it before. I had it at the PCA. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. my first time. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not bringing any cigar in blind without smoking yeah. it well. So, um, Unless Steve Soccer makes Pretty much, unless, <laughs> pretty much, unless or Puente, or, Puente. <laughs> or Puente or Padron. I mean, there's, yeah, yeah, there's I a could, couple. There's a couple. I could, there. I could count on one hand. And Pete Johnson, same. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could count on one hand. That means he's yeah. probably sitting out in the front of our shop, right? Yeah, now. he may be here. Publix yeah. means he's at either ours or some cigar shop. Yeah, he's at our shop. He's probably here because he texted me this morning. Is Chaz yeah, coming? Publix, yeah. Is Chaz coming to the sh- to the lounge? I said no. I was just I was just out there. I didn't see him. Oh yeah, I, I said no. I basically lied. Good job. Yeah, good I mean, job, boy, you gotta, yeah. You're gonna come. Job. You're gonna come molest him in the parking lot when he gets out. Right. Be a groupie? No, he's not coming here. <laughs> it's not here, Paul. Yeah. So Wagashi still being smoked. There you go, Tituahe. So nice, nice stuff, Bruce. Oh, hope you're feeling better. Bruce just won a Bruce. ticket. Don't Bruce. smoke, Bruce. Yep. I've not. never followed that advice. Fortunately, I've never. You want to yeah, know? I, I know people have gotten that stuff. I've never, followed, I've never followed that advice either. But what I did do is put a cotton ball. My, uh, I, my, uh, my. I put old, a cotton ball in there. My old podcast partner really got messed up doing it. So, really? um, yeah, yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, he got that. What this condition rock. that happens after that? Yeah, dry socket. Dry, dry socket. socket. Yeah, and it was bad. It was bad. I heard so, dry socket is not a pleasant experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more susceptible with cigarette smokers, though, but it, it can happen just because the. Yeah, the it can happen. Yeah. It, it can it's happen. The point. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Always giving the. Oh, you could always find the best advice here on KMA Talk Radio. Spoke after your tofu and you'll be fine. KMA I wouldn't recommend that. Talk I mean, Radio you, does not endorse any medical advice given by our fans. Yeah. Exactly. I'll tell you what, none of us are smoking. Is a rare fusion. Hashtag Terrence Saturday. Let's go, people. Blow him up today. Starting now. Tag him up. Ask him when the rare fusions are coming back. This, this, my mission, my mission is to continue this every Saturday with Terrence Riley until we get him to break. So if you're on board with me on this, I know Rare Fusion had a lot of fans. A lot of people loved it. Rare Fusion, obviously, we took their, my two favorite cigars. Like, I don't want to say their best cigars. It's, I guess, you know, very subjective, but my two favorite cigars, Supreme Leaf and Rare Leaf. And we took components from both to make Rare Fusion. It was well-received, been been asking to make another iteration of this amazing blend. So we are all pushing Terrence Riley. So my goal is to continue the hashtag Terrence Saturday every week until this man breaks and says Rare Fusion is coming back. Well, the cheesesteak anniversary picture is coming up next month. Yeah, that's that's in March, and Jack Hire is kind of coordinating all the online events with that this year because he's going to get so torched. What do we do for the cheesesteak anniversary? Is this a new thing, or am I in the dark? Oh, oh no, this is an annual thing that has really. That's, yeah, and every year, I believe it's around March 13th, they just peppered Terrence with his bad cheesesteak photos. Yes. Okay, I, I see the, the photos. The anniversary was the original. I think he's was he at uh, Steve's? He was at Steve's and he just got the worst looking cheesesteak ever. It literally looked like a mama. It looked like a mummy, like out on display. Mustard was on it. It was like bad. He looked like mustard. It was like. (laughs) 
Well, it should be fun. Are they, is there any physical celebration of this, or is it just all online abuse? I I was planning on trying to get. There's a couple of good cheesesteak places around me. I mean, they're not probably as good as Philly, but I'm gonna get a couple to kind of make sure I commemorate that. It, uh, if happens. I was a retailer, do we know what day this is? March thirteenth. Well, March fourteenth. It's Pi Day. It's Pi Day. Yeah, it's March. 14th. Oh, the day, the day before the Ides of March. All right. I'm just saying, if I was a retailer in Philly. I would have totally coordinated a huge physical event around this day. Well, here's the problem. I agree. I think it's here's a the problem. Here's the yeah. problem. If I'm a if I'm a cheesesteak purveyor in Philadelphia, the last thing I want to do is have Terrence coordinated to be taking pictures of my cheesesteaks and putting them out on but the, the retail. Do that. Right? I don't think I don't think it was as much as his picture as the, the steak itself. I remember that picture. It was an atrocious looking cheesesteak. It was it was it was horrible. Right. So if I'm and, a cheesesteak, I don't want Terrence. No, I remember if I'm a cheesesteak guy, I know I make good cheesesteaks. I want everybody taking pictures of and, and and the whole thing would be Terrence, this is what a real cheesesteak looks like. And and he went to a good cheesesteak. It's not I want to say it's a top tier, but it's a it's a good Steve's is solid, is what I'll say. Steve's is solid. And you know, whatever he just like his photo just totally misrepresented it. Maybe we should coordinate something for the five-year anniversary. That's yeah. Well, I think we should. We got him here. Maybe. But he should. has, you know, he did go to gyms in the last. He went to not the one in Philly. Remember, remember Alex gyms burned down the day Terrence put that other cheesesteak up. No, literally, literally. <laughs> so one of the most iconic cheesesteak places in Philadelphia burned to the ground the day Terrence put the cheesesteak up. He got in Virginia with the pepper steak on it. It Jim's yes. burned to the ground that day. That that was that was how bad it was. Hey, let me tell you something, Michael. If it wouldn't have stepped on probably too many people's toes or whatever, I, I would I would definitely have done it. But yeah, that's gonna have to be a, a Philly thing. You know, that's the way that goes. All right. Our number two is coming up. We have Paul De Silvio and Chaz Pelmentieri coming up in hour two. We're also gonna do we're gonna take a break from Tale of Tape this week, but we also will have we're gonna test uh, their musical acumen with Name Jam and find out if they would rather uh, an hour or two along with our dear friends. Um, so if you got to take a break, make a sandwich, go grill a steak, whatever it is you got to do, you got about five minutes to get it done because we're coming back with hour two with Paul DeSilvio and Chaz Palminteri. Don't go anywhere, folks. It's going to be an interesting second segment. Oh, wait, hold on. You know what's funny is I forgot I'm running the commercials. There we go. Now I'm ready. Keep it lit. Phenomenal. 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 My name is Rafael Nodal from Aging Room and Tabacalera USA. Since I was a little kid, I fell in love with a musical form called sonata. There are many famous sonatas from fantastic composers and musicians like Beethoven, Liszt, Rasmaninoff, Mozart. And I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. 
I compost my sonata with tobacco leaves. I team up with my great friend and tobacco master, AJ Fernandez, and together, together we created these blends. This cigar has subtle notes. It's not aggressive, but has some great flavor, some character, and amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Explore the unexplored with St. Louis Ray Carenas. Set sail to discover an extraordinary Honduran cigar deeply anchored in tradition. The St. Louis Ray Carenas features a Nicaraguan wrapper cloaked over 100% Honduran tobacco that make up the binder and filler. The St. Louis Ray Carenas in the Toro size received a 93 rating in Cigar Aficionado and was featured in their illustrious Top 25 Cigars of 2021 list. The St. Louis Ray Carinas is available in four different sizes, a Robusto, Toro, Bellicoso, and Magnum. So get ready to take a trip back in time to experience the heritage of St. Louis Ray with the St. Louis Ray Carinas. Steve with the goat to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazis. These are all premium handmade name brands that you could find in any brick and mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature about our Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. Sure. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you gotta do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You wanna take a break, going out of town, simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Wanna turn it back on? exact same easy process you can turn it right back on we've made it that easy for you another great feature is our double down club alex tell them about the double down club we had so many of our members reach out to us really enjoyed our selections every month they wanted to know there was a way they can get two and we've made that very simple with a simple check mark you can get double this great selections every month and save ten dollars does our club have perks of course it have perks you want to tell them about the perks as a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more, you can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally, expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out 
on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons on what makes Smokin' Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing the video with me. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you didn't let me get a word in, but whatever. What? Well, great. It's perfect. Push my poop until the poop comes out. Bye bye poop. Bye bye poop. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, episode number 530. Here with my man, William the Scoop. Cooper, get old. no man, old. that's my toe contribute to Paul when he's not here. <laughs> bye, bye, poop. Good. So, um, the gentlemen are here. They're being set up. They got here a little late, but Chaz will be joining us very shortly, yep. along with uh, Paulie De Silvio, um, whose company is LCG Cigars. So, um, Casa de Grande, yeah, yeah. So interesting stuff, and we will have them on very, very shortly. That clip uh, will never not be funny. Uh, well, that, you know, my there it is. That clip will always be funny. Absolutely, yeah. I agree with you, Mike. Oh man, it just doesn't get old. It's just a and and it is weird. I agree with Terrence Riley. It is weird. It, it, it is weird. Believe me, like, that was in the green room and. Just imagine the horror when Alex saw that. I was like away from the computer when it happened. I was just listen. It was going on for a while. I was just praying that he would do it long enough that I could get it screen recorded. You know, I mean, I didn't even screen record. I did it from my phone. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and it was. Um, I, I mean, we've seen other incidents with Paul in the green room, like his kids, you know, driving him crazy or something like that. But that one, <laughs> just was like epic. <laughs> Tommy, I, I do not believe I would have exposed Chaz and Polly to it. I, I could see there. Oh, you want them to come back to the show. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. You know what? I'm, I'm going to see. Can you make your own ringtones? I believe you can. I mean, it's just, I think there's ways you can convert. I got to find out. We, You know, there's so many good KMA audio clippings that I think we should just like have a, an app or a place we could download ringtones. It, just. Yeah, there should be. There's a lot of those. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> this guy. What? Uh, excuse me. Wow, that would be cool if we could make that happen, Abe. Hello. Think about that. I'm, I'm on the air. It's all right. I'm on the air. People know I'm talking to you. What's. 
Are you are you guys in the back? All right, let me let Alex know. Hold on. Come on, get you. <laughs> oh, it's fun when you're having live last minute guests. It's uh yeah, it's it's very complicated, but folks don't realize. Um so uh... I'm sure I'm sure Alex is what's anybody know the odds of Alex is by the phone, his phone, cell phone, and will answer it. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I didn't get the show link this morning, and Alex always sends it. And I was afraid to send it because I, I knew he was going to be going through setting this up today. Well, it ended up being a little bit more complicated than we thought. Can you tell Alex that they're in the back? I can't. He's not answering his phone. Thank you. Holy moly. Holy it's, moly. It's live, live on the air, guys. We're seeing all the inside baseball here going on at KMA. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, look, that so it was an 8 o'clock show. By the time the show finished, it was probably 9.30 to 9.45. I'm pretty sure he did a meet and greet for a minimum of another 45 minutes to an hour. So by the time this guy got in, got rested, probably laid down to bed, it was probably past midnight. So, you know, I, I knew he was going to have an early start this morning. So hopefully yeah. they are here. Oh, oh, they, they, it, looks, it looks like they are seated and ready to go. So at this moment, let me please introduce... Chaz Palmentary and Polly De Silvio. Are we good to go? Can you hear us? Can you hear us, gentlemen? Yes, we hear you. There we go. Alex is going back to the room. Yeah, sorry, man. We got blocked. Somebody blocked our car at the hotel. Oh, it happens. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Great to see you here, Chaz. Honestly, I've I've just want to start out saying. I've known about the play for decades and have been wanting to catch it. And what an amazing experience it was last night to finally see it. Something I get to check off my list of things to do. It was an amazing show. We deeply, we deeply enjoyed it. And my wife who had never seen the movie, that was interesting because she really was experiencing it for the first time. If somebody's watched the movie probably over half a dozen times, you know, I have all the, the, the inner knowledge, what to expect, what the scenes were going to be, but she was experiencing it for the first time, and now she has a movie night with the girls and, and the kids oh. to, to watch Frank's Tale. So she was oh, that's great. extremely inspired. Uh, this is our co-host, William the Scoop Cooper. Um, oh, I want to start out with an organic timeline of, of, of the relationship here. So, Paulie Silvio, we, we talked a little bit about you in hour number one. I got to meet you literally for the first time Friday night. You came in Get a little louder here. Yep. Um, you came in. Can you hear us okay, Paul? Uh, yeah, we're just going to make it a little louder. Okay, perfect. You. So you came in, and um, you have, you know, what, what was very surprising to me at the moment was that you, you literally have a long history in this industry, pretty much as, as long as mine, and our paths had never crossed. I didn't know much about your company, LCG Cigars. So I'm sure our listeners are wondering about you. Tell us a little bit about your history and you know your your path into LCG Cigars and, and what exactly it is. Well, it's a long story. Um, about 25, 27 years ago, I was working at the club called the China Club in the city, um, 47th Street, and I needed to get myself a real job. So my dad's first job was in this Italian market on Arthur Avenue. It's world famous. It's called the Arthur Avenue uh, retail market. And back then it was just all, you know, uh, vegetable stands and a little deli and meat market. 
So when I started to bring cigars in there, people thought I was crazy. Uh, after about a year of selling other people's cigars, I decided to make my own cigar called La Casa Grande Tobacco. I went to the DR. I, I sponsored one roller to come in. And, and about four months later, I was up to about 10 rollers. And we were doing wedding, weddings, parties, events. It, was, it, it blew up pretty quick. And it was very successful. Um, I became a very big fish in a smaller pond because I'm selling direct to consumer. And the legacy of my thing was uh, cigar rolling for weddings, parties, events to like an extreme level. And my website is huge, LCG Cigars. And I was selling on there for many, many years. About seven years ago, one of my dad's closest friends is Chaz, and he was sitting, and I said, I have an idea for a cigar called the Bronxdale. And I had a particular blend at the time. And he says, go ahead, do it. And I said, well, we're going to be partners. He goes, no, you do it, you keep it. And he never does that. So it was very successful. After a couple of um, years, I went to him, and I says, listen, this is kind of not fair. You have to be my partner because it's doing so well. But if we go into brick and mortar and stuff like that, we're going to need support and we're going to need, um, you know, somebody to make these cigars while I fulfill my orders. I have 10 rollers and I never have cigars. We sell out constantly. I just want to put it in perspective. Ten rollers. There are small factories that don't have ten rollers. Ten roll. I was going to say that. Yeah. Ten rollers is not a, a small thing. I mean, I mean, when you compare it to some of these conglomerates, it's you know right. But a lot of people, most of these small boutique factories, don't have ten rollers or just about ten rollers. So yeah, it's not a small thing to yeah. say you have ten rollers yeah. either. The payroll taxes and the tobacco taxes you got to pay. So it's pretty. Instead of paying ten to fifteen, twenty-five dollars a day to a person, you're spending, you know. Up, up to 150 or 200 a day. So you have to make the sales. And we never have cigars. So I had to go to another company. Uh, we, reached out, we reached out and talked to a few people. We met Dean from Epic Cigars. And me and him got along fast. I mean, he's just a great guy. And we, we had a great time talking this project over. And I felt like he was at the level where he could, he could enjoy growing with us. And Epic Cigars has been great. We made a Bronx Tale cigar. We had amazing um, events where we had tons of press, tons of celebrity, red carpet treatment. We sold out of the, the brand like three or four times. We had a, about three or four runs, four runs. And now it's time. I mean, we'll be at PCA. Um, Epic Cigars has been really, really wonderful to us. And me and Chaz are together now. You know in the cigar game for the long haul this is not something where a lot of people might have felt in the beginning it's another celebrity cigar it's a money grab you know you're talking to a guy the minute you say cigars he'll buy 10 books on cigars and sit there and read them and learn more about those those uh, facts than i would even know so when chaz does something he uh lives it he, he breathes it he bleeds sweats pays the price for it and learns all about it and that's where we are now a lot of companies uh have approached us big and small uh we're evaluating the whole um situation 
and we want to make an amazing blend, uh, different blends. We don't want to go overseas to Nicaragua and Dominican uh, in three days, pick out a blend from some, you know, no-name factory and just try to wing it. We signed um, the actor Marty Cove to a deal, who's uh, on Cobra Kai. Uh, he plays John Kreese, very famous American pop culture. He is a cigar aficionado. He loves cigars. And we want to make sure when we do this project, um, it's not about money. It's about making the right partnership, the right relationship that's good for the partner, good for us, but most important, good for the consumer, great for the consumer. We want to make them have an amazing experience. I just want and to let you on the way over, he's telling me, uh, I said about the project I'm doing with you, Abe, and I, uh, the cigars I'm making for you. And he says, Paulie, this cigar has to be great. And that's always what, he's, what he says to our wine, to the cigars. It has to be great. Make sure you get this tobacco. You have to be, it has to be perfect. And yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It has to be great. If my... If my name is anywhere situated with it. It has to be great. I've, I've always I've approached my work like that, and I approach my life like that. If it's not great, then we wait until it's great. You know, I'm not worried about the money. I'm, I'm okay. Paulie's okay. We do all right. It has to be great because people will buy something on my name once. Once. Just like my restaurants. I have two of the most successful restaurants in New York. I, I told them when I first started 10 years ago. They'll come once because of my name, but they won't come back no matter who I am if the food's not great. And the food's great, and that's how we, we approach the cigars and we approach our wine the same way. Absolutely. I've, I've always said it's it's easy to sell anything once. Right. Yes. After that, that's the real challenge. And, Paulie, I just want to let you know because you guys are probably on the way here when I, I kind of teased a little bit in hour one. I said... Because, look, we're always looking for stuff for our rare and vintage room. I took you in there last night. You saw it. And, you know, I said, we, we haven't finalized anything. We just talked. We met. And, you know, my wife and I might be taking a, a trip up to see your place and maybe work with you to, to kind of make something special for that room. It's a very rare and limited room. And I think what you're doing aligns right right in. Um, Chad, let me ask you something. When you were first approached with this idea, you know, what were your, what were your feelings on making something in, in this culture that... You know, I, I'm not sure how exposed you've been to the cigar community and culture prior to this project. No, I wasn't. Not much. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I smoked cigars, <clears throat> excuse me, once in a while. But I wasn't a big cigar smoker, to be honest with you. So I said to Paulie, I said, you know, <clears throat> I would love to be involved in you because I I, I watch, I like watching the cigars. And, look, and, you know, and I smoked it a few times. And the passion that people have over it. I said, if I could think of something that makes me feel something from my heart, then I'll do it. So I thought about it. And I'm, I don't want to come off as like this big aficionado of cigars, because I'm not. But I remember my grandfather was a tremendous cigar smoker. Uh, and my grandfather was an immigrant who came from Sicily. And I said, you know what? If I like to dedicate a cigar to my grandfather, you, I never had a picture of my grandfather without a cigar in his mouth. So, and he loved all different kinds of cigars. And he wasn't wealthy, obviously, but he liked to spend money on cigars and smoke a really good cigar. So I said, you know what, Paul? I want to dedicate this cigar to my grandfather, Cologero. 
And I said, because I'm named after him. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have made Bronx Tale and all the, and I wouldn't have been a success like I am in America, obviously. He came here with no money, him and his wife, and he's, he started a life. And we are a country of immigrants. So I not only want to dedicate it to him, but to all the immigrants who came to this country with a dream. And I thought it would be a great story for people to buy. In other words, we're all like Italian, German, French, uh, Jewish, African-American. We're all in it. We're a country of immigrants. So what better to buy a box of cigars? And Paul and I talk about it. Even people who don't smoke cigars buy it for their father, or relatives, aunts, uncles. And it, it just worked out great. And the box had to be great. If you see the box here. I didn't want it to be a regular like wooden box. I wanted it to be sleek, like a Ferrari. And it's a great, it's a great uh, gift. And uh, let me see. And it's a, uh, the whole thing about it is great. And it's also on parchment paper. There's a story about my grandfather. So it's dedicated to every immigrant who came here with a dream. So the whole package of it made me feel really, really good. And so uh, I went in it head first. Um, me and my co-host who's producing today uh, are enjoying the cigar. I had it at the PCA. Um, packaging is on point. I think people are going to be very yeah. very happy when they try this, this cigar. It's definitely not a run-of-the-mill, hey, let's just put a name on a cigar. I can attest for that. And then they very call exactly. me honest Abe because I wouldn't say it if it wasn't that. So it absolutely is. I like that. Oh, they Sometimes I got that name because unfortunately, sometimes I'm brutally honest. So um, they kind of gave me that nickname. But you were at the PCA last year, and the PCA is obviously an industry event. So right. what was your take on? I think that was last year was your first experience at the show. Yes, yes. What was your take on that? Were you surprised at how big it was? And and I, yes, I was very surprised how big it was, but I was really surprised at the passion that real cigar smokers have. It's like, wow, it's amazing. It's like, you know, if you think about it, a what is a cigar? A cigar is like very similar to wine. I think that's why Paulie and I got into the cigar and wine business. That is a cigar is something that you share with friends. You sit around after dinner uh, and you sit down and everybody has a good cigar. You sit down and you sit down at dinner, everybody enjoys a good bottle of wine. So to me, a cigar or wine, those two things signify friendship. They signify uh coming up together of people. It absolutely does. One of the things that I've said every time I've been interviewed or talked about my career in the industry is it wasn't the product that made me want to get in this industry, it was the culture. Right. It was an unprecedented culture, Chaz. I, I, I was. I did things, a lot of things, right out of school. In fact, I didn't finish school because I just I, I was geared to start working, and I felt like I was wasting my time in school. Right, so I, I had Same. a couple businesses going on, and I and then I got put in a situation to take over my. I'm a first generation American. My parents were immigrants to take over the family business, which was a grocery business, and you know I started helping my father with it and doing with it and. Next thing I know, 
they were offering me a second location. And I literally moved to Florida because at that time I was also distributing cigars in Chicago. And, and I was looking to open up my first retail shop in Chicago. My friend had one here in Florida and I was offered another grocery location, a bigger outfit that had wasn't being run right. I don't know what the story, but they've been around a long time. So the co-op said, look, they, they borrowed money. They owe us money take the store over, continue the payment. And I was really kind of conflicted. I said, if I do this second store, I'll be in the grocery business my whole life. So I took a 10-day trip to South Florida here in 1997. Took a 10-day trip here to Florida. And uh, I went to see my friend who had a little cigar shop and was going to think about Am I going to do this? So I, I kind of took a break, but I ended up spending 10 days in the cigar shop. Now, I made such dear friends in those 10 days that 27 years later, unfortunately, the ones who haven't passed, they're all still my friends. Wow. I was so enamored with this culture and these people and everything. Chaz, I never went back. My dad called me two weeks later and says, am I crazy? Are you supposed to be back in Chicago? I said, you know, I was 26 years old. I'm like, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm coming back. And it wasn't until three or four months later I flew back, put everything I could in my red truck, and and drove back down. And that's that's yeah. kind of how I ended up in Florida and getting you know doing the smoke in you know cigars. So it's 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 the culture that enamors me. And I'm telling you, I know you're going to be at the Great Smoke in two weeks, and yes. you're going to get a first hand view of this culture that. I've been enamored with now for almost three decades. You're going to see something that I don't think you've witnessed to date. Unfortunately, we might be starting you up here with a standard that, you know, <laughs> next few events after that may not, you know, live up yeah, to it. Right. But we're so excited. Our fans are so excited. Our fans have, we're going to have literally 2,500 to 3,000 bodies who come from all over the world. And they, they've dubbed this the family reunion. So, I mean, because they see each other every year, and they look forward to it, and then, and a lot of us are online, and we know each other online through social media, but we've never met face to face, and they'll meet each other for the first time. A lot of these people, so we're very excited to have you at the Great Smoke coming up in a couple of weeks. It, it's going to be fantastic, Coop. I, I don't mean to, to, to bog you down. I'm sure you got a couple of questions too. No, no, thanks, Dave. For sorts, you know, um, Paulie. I'm a fan of your cigars. Um, I know they've been oh, distributed you. a lot in New York. Uh, you made thank you made a barber pole that was fantastic. I just know you, I used to. Smoke that was the original before. Bronx Tale. That really? was the original Bronx Tale. So, yeah. Wow. I mean, I can say pole. we thought it, it was too um, too um, gimmick when we first thought about taking it to another to another level. So I didn't want to stick with the barber pole. I, and I can um, understand. The story, was, the story was that was a. A darker leaf um, intertwining within a lighter leaf, Italian American, African American girl, kind of went with the Colojero and Jane story, and uh, but then after we thought might be too gimmicky, let's go in with the real, you know, real winner. No, that, it's a fantastic cigar. I can see why you didn't, but yeah, it's a uh, great. I used to when I lived in New York, I used to smoke those a lot uh, at, a, at a place called Florio's in Little Italy. Okay. So, uh, no, that's great. But, Chaz, I also want to thank you uh, for being here, for participating in the Great Smoke, uh, going to PCA. Th these are important to our cigar industry, Chaz, when we see, yeah. especially someone like you come in like this. Um, and 
you know, how how have you, you obviously you are enjoying it right now. Is there anything you've yes. learned in the last year uh, from this that, you know, wow, I didn't realize this, besides maybe the culture piece? Yeah, I, I think what you learn is that, and again, and I'm very new at this, and I always want to stress that, is I learned about, it's really, a, it's the blend. It's the different blends of the cigar that really count. And how 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 you can have a cigar like a cigar that you can smoke every day and then another cigar that's stronger mm -hmm. that you smoke differently so cigars that some cigars are like potato chips you could have two or three a day and then some cigars <laughs> are very strong and you have to s save those for a different time so it's fascinating to me the different blends and the different times you could use a different cigar he it's could sit so there and watch the guys rolling for an hour and just be fascinated of the guys. It's very relaxing. The sounds of the Chavetta hitting the wood. It's just yeah. really um, hypnotizing. That's where the tourists come. They just stare at those rollers. Yeah, and it's really about, you know, guys, everything has to be perfect from the beginning. It has to be a great blend. It has to be, it has to have a great, uh, you know, a rap rapper 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 and it has to have a great roller it has to the more thing you know the tighter the cigar the better it is i think because if it's too loose then the ash is not right i mean i learned yeah. all these things i i have ocd so when i get into something i want to know everything about it uh because maybe there's a way i could help make it even more successful so but it, it's really everything that has to be perfect for it to be a great cigar, and I, I like that. But speaking yeah, of yeah. blend, we got a question, Paulie, from uh, one of our listeners here. Um, they were asking, can you expand? What is, what is the blend of the Bronx Tale actually consist of? The original blend was a Dominican um, Nicaraguan blend. We moved to a full Dominican um, filler, which is uh, the Lejero and Seco. Um, we use an Ecuadorian binder. Um, the wrapper is Maduro. And it's, I would say, a medium. Would you agree with me, uh, Abe, that it's mild to a very to, to medium? We talked about this earlier. I, I definitely agree with you. And that's another thing about cigars, Chaz, is it's so subjective, right? Because I, I always try to educate people, and they say, oh, that's a crap cigar. I say, well, you know, somebody loves that cigar. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's a very subjective yeah. thing. I mean, everybody's are different. And one of my mentors, Sal Fontana, once said, you know, there's an ass for every seat. You know, so, right. you know, I I really was expecting it more for a, a 10 a.m. cigar. I lit this at 10 a.m. Um, but no, it is more on the mild to medium. And and my co-host, Alex, who's producing today, instead of being on the show with us, kind of making sure everything works, we, he said the same thing. We were a little surprised. It was an enjoyable morning cigar. I really thought it was, might be a little bit too much for me. But where I really love is, it's not a linear cigar. I'm, I'm experiencing a little complexity and it's changing as I'm going throughout the cigar from the first to the second. And I haven't hit the third third yet, but it's not boring, which is what you want. You don't want a boring cigar. So it, um, for me personally, and this is why I kind of never really, I'm never going to be one of these guys who rate cigars or, or whatever, because psychologically, I know half the people are going to think I'm on point and half the people are going to think I'm way off. So what's the point, you know? You have to, as a consumer or a cigar lover, try a cigar. You're going to be your own best critic, your own best judge. You're going to know what you like. And, you know, at the end right. of the day, you know, it's just like being a movie critic. I used to watch Roger Ebert because when he would critique something and I'd go watch it, I ended up finding that, hey, 
what he said, I feel very similar. So he, we developed that trust and that, you know, that I could kind of be confident that if he said something, I would end up feeling the same 95% of the time. And it's kind of that way with, I guess, cigars, if you do it, but um, I'm enjoying this. I, I think we have them available in our stores right now and on our website, smoking.com. But I think a lot of people are very excited to not only probably come in and try it for the first time, Chaz, but to see you there. So, and that's another thing that we forget, right? We tie, we tie experiences this in, when you're in this culture, life experiences, memories to cigars. Sometimes I could tell you what cigar I smoked the night I proposed to my wife. I could tell you which cigar I smoked when we won the division championships when I was playing football because I was, wow. you know, I was in school. It was a Swisher Sweet back then. I was just getting my training wheels, but all the guys broke up packs of Swisher Sweets. So a lot of my key core memories in life are literally tied to a cigar. And I think that's part of the beauty of this culture as well. You know, our, our dear friend Michael Herklot says, this is not a habit. This is a hobby. Yeah. It's a passion, yeah, right? Right. So, and, and, and unfortunately, and this is what I've tried to do in my career. There are people on the fringe of this culture. They'll order something online. What people forget is there's only about probably 2,500 really decent cigar shops, maybe with a lounge, maybe even less than that number in the country. So a lot of people live in areas where they, they're not really exposed to the culture. And they sit and they smoke by themselves. And that's one of the reasons why our company's organization has tried through social media to try to create this culture in a setting where you could be anywhere in the world and be part of the culture. And to me, that's what I always attracted. And I think you're going to love that part of the culture, Chaz. I'm so yeah. excited for you to experience this in a couple that's of weeks. True. To that's really see this. To yeah. yeah, that's very exciting to hear. Very exciting. Yeah. You know, the wine is, it's like wine. I remember certain wine bottles that I opened when I had, when I uh, proposed, to, you know, to my wife. And I, I remember bottles of wine that I've had when I had a big celebration or one of my movies premiered. And that's, I never thought of it like that. That's, that was pretty, uh, that's a very intuitive statement. And I appreciate that. No, it's absolutely on point. There's a lot of guys in our industry, like Pete Johnson and Michael Hercox, are, who are really wine guys. Right. And, They've always talked about the similarities of not just the experience of celebration and memories, but even just the process of the flavor profiles and how we drink it and when we drink it and why we will drink something at a certain time. And there's a very parallel, you know, relationship, I always believe, between wine and and cigars and and anything that's kind of um, an experience-driven yeah thing because yeah. wine is very experience driven you know yes the passion the passion of the people there is just amazing I, w- I was fortunate enough to meet guy ferry and guy is just a wonderful wonderful uh a man and he was very helpful to me and told me you know if, if i wanted to be successful what you have to do and uh and i just wanted to give a shout out to him because he was just terrific with us and uh and he makes a great cigar him and his company and um uh, I wanted to give him a real big shout out. He was great. Well, you'll get to see him in a couple of weeks because I think he's coming to the event as well. We we just heard a couple of days ago, and you know it's really like like Coop said. It's so nice to see people with voices and platforms and people so loved by so many people around the country 
to get involved in our industry. Yeah. You know, there was an era early on during our boom, probably late 90s, early 2000s, where everybody and their mother were getting involved in our industry, but nothing other than to put a name on a cigar. And all those have gone by the wayside. Then you had Guy come in who not only made a cigar, but I mean, Guy Guy bought a house five minutes from here. So, you know, I'm fortunate enough to kind of run into him often. This is a guy who's in the culture. He loves it. Um, he yeah. loves seeing the people. He's very, just like anything else in the word, the key word that you can hear all of us talking about today is passion, right? Very passionate. And our in our our consumer base, our culture, they have like passion radar. I've always said yes. it. They have passion radar. Mm -hmm. They will they can pin out whether someone is really passionate about something or this is just a gig. And Guy successfully has transcended that. And I I strongly feel you will transcend that as well because just doing what you do for a living makes you a passionate person. Yes. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm very passionate. If, I'm, if I can't do it 100%, I can't do it. I'm going to get a little bit about that, you know, in a little bit because I was just so moved watching watching the, the show last night. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. I think you're going to love this journey that you've started. I think you're going it, to, it's going to touch you in a way that you didn't expect. And that's my prediction. I, I hope so, but it feels that way so far. Chaz, you know, during the show last night, I didn't realize, but you have a great singing voice. You know, you, did, oh, you, yeah. you hit a couple notes, you know, you hit a couple notes, you, you, sing, you sing a little bit of a tune, and I was, I was taking well, it back. I started out as a singer. I heard that after the show. I yes. heard that after the show. Yes. And I sang on Broadway, so, uh, yeah. But I don't sing too much in the show. No, you, but you hit a couple tones. You, know, you started in the beginning, yeah, you hit oh, in the middle, it, it was good, so... How is your musical acumen? Pretty good. All right. We have a little segment by one of our sponsors, the fine folks over at Avo Cigars. And it's a little point during the show where we kind of test our, neither Coop nor our fans or anybody knows what this song is, but we're going to test our musical acumen right now. We're going to put you guys to the okay. test and we're going to see if you can name that jam. now is we play like a three or four second snippet of a song all right alex kind of knew who were going to be our guest today so i'm, I'm thinking he's going to pick something in your genre and we're going to see okay. if we can name that jam you guys ready i'm ready all right alex hit it it's a man's world james brown <laughs> I didn't know. Did you know, Coop? I didn't know it. I was I, struggling. I didn't know it. I, I, I knew he got it thing. right away. He got it like oh, I knew. I'm a big Brown for guy. Did yeah. you Did you get it, Paulie? Oh yeah, yeah. I I'm knew a, the my tune. Dad James Brown when I was ten years old. I knew the tune, and it was going through my head. And I was singing it, but Chaz spit it out before I even nailed it. it. Nailed it. <laughs> get there. Let's confirm if Chaz is correct. Let's run it. This is a man's world. 
Chaz, you have successfully named that jam, my friend. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank as you fast very as much. anyone's ever got it, too. That could be literally the fastest. Yeah. The segment was brought to you by the fine folks over at Avo Cigars making music eloquently with tobacco for decades. So thank you to our friends over at Avo Cigars. Good job. Yeah, that was that was a quick segment, man. He jammed it. He named that, jammed it. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about the show last night. So as someone, I, I knew the story. I, I'm one of these guys, I'm like you. You know, when I get into something, I'll spend, like, I, you know, um, I'll spend hours. If I see a movie or a show or something based on a true story that I'm not that familiar about, I will spend hours reading about it afterwards to learn about it. So I I knew the story of how the movie got made. I knew how, how, you know, people had approached you. And then, you know, Robert De Niro actually met with you and then you wanted to be Sonny in the movie. And for the longest time, I couldn't envision how do you go on stage and do a one-man show for a movie? I couldn't even mentally see how how that would be engaging for 90 minutes. So well, you know, I, I was the first guy ever to really I had this idea that if I could do play the whole thing in front of my in front, it would be not only it, it would be the perfect pitch for a movie besides the perfect audition for me. I was a young actor and I went to the world to see what I could do. So I said, if I could pull this off, it'll be great. And I worked very, very hard, Abe. I rehearsed that for one year straight, writing it, performing pieces of it for my theater workshop, rewriting, rewriting, performing. So the things you see me do up there so effortlessly, people think, oh my God, that was that's rehearsed and rehearsed. And and I go over that. That was my 1028th show over the years okay so all of this has been rehearsed i'm the only guy ever to write i'm the only guy in, in show business history to write the one-man show starring it write the screenplay for the movie starring it and write the musical and starring it uh, so it just had to be perfect and i wouldn't do it till it was perfect so it took about a year to get it perfect and once i did it my life just exploded just exploded and uh, I've been doing the show now for 30, on and off, on Broadway, then back, then I go back on Broadway and I travel all over the country. If somebody wants to see the show, they can go to chazpalmentary.net. And uh, my schedule is there. I had a, we had a great sold out show in Palm Beach last night at the beautiful Kravitz Center. And uh, I'll be back again and I uh, hope people down here come and see it again. I was going to say your first time there, how was it for you? Oh, it was great. It's a great theater. Wonderful, gorgeous theater. Oh, my God. What a great place to see a show, I think. Well, I'm glad. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you're going to come back. So, you know, not only was this entertaining and engaging, but I was talking with my wife about, you know, because I did a little bit of theater stuff when I was in school and high school. Actually, <laughs> Chaz, you'll be old enough to actually know this one. I bet you half my listeners won't recognize it, but I actually did the pajama game. So, Whoa. yes, I played the part of Prez. So, yeah, um, I see that. Yes. So, um, I, I did a little theater. The the acting on stage, completely different from acting on a set, yeah. right? You you came yeah, on for 90 good. minutes plus, no intermission. You're, right. you're in the spotlight 
90% of the time playing multiple characters, doing dialogues at the same time. I loved how you always accentuated the three fingers because visually as an audience member, we knew you were being sunny. Yes. You you, sometimes you're having a rapid dialogue, you and C, and, but the hands would pop out. So as, as somebody in the audience, you knew that was sunny in that moment. Right. Um, well, when you're doing multiple characters, you have to change the accent. You have to speak yeah. differently. And, and anything you can do physically helps the audience know who's talking at that moment. Yeah, I was I was amazed. I was I, Chaz. I was so amazed at not only how intriguing and captivating and humorous and emotionally moving it was for a one man show. My only like regret is I didn't catch this even earlier in life that it took me this long to get around to it because it really was something else to watch. You literally tell the audience, this is how I started. I have one chair. One chair. That's, That's all it's on the stage. One chair. That's all I could afford at the time, yes. Insane. One chair. That was the set. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Now, Insane. Yeah. Now, your father was the one, I believe, that gave you the the line that most people well it's one yeah. of the many lines it's one of the many lines from this movie has become iconic my father right? said that the saddest thing in life is wasted talent yes and I, I always say i tell people he wrote that on a little card he put it in my room put it in my sister's rooms and uh all three of us became extremely successful and but that goes to my father and my mother who really just they were like you gotta be a success use your talent my mother used to say dreams are not just for sleeping therefore when you're awake you know follow your dream pretty uh i had pretty um, incredible parents pretty incredible now you could tell and i'm not gonna lie to you i i have used your expression many times in my career with young people i've employed and tried to groom and you know tried to mentor because it really i've said it to my own kids it's it's an amazing line and yeah I, well look at you well, excuse me Abe, but look at you you were in chicago you came here as a young man at 26 years old and you said to yourself hey this is not what i want to do in chicago i want to do it here you showed up i always tell people 85 percent of success is showing up yep. and you came here and you did it and you took a chance and you had all this talent and you said i i don't i don't want to waste my talent doing that Nothing wrong with that, but this is what I want to do. And look at you now. You know, you have the, the number one place in Florida. You're one of the best in the country. Thank I mean, you. that's uh, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. And God bless you, know, Abe. You didn't waste yours. Same thing. Same thing Thank as me. You, Thank you, sir. I, I, I remember, though, in the movie, it, it's Sonny who says it. Well, no, no, in the movie, no, my father does say it. Does he? So okay. Sonny does, Sonny does say stay in school, go to college. Okay. That's what makes it so unique, the story. It's not like Sonny was a bad guy. Sonny was a good guy. He wanted me to do well, just like my father. But it was my father who said, by, by being with him and hanging around with him, you will be influenced by that, by his culture. And you will be influenced if something happens, you could get hurt. And he was right. He was yeah. right, because I almost did get hurt a few times. Oh, mm -hmm. God bless. Coop, do you want to say something? I saw you moving. No, I, I no, no. Yeah. Go ahead. So um, in a Bronx Tale, the movie, 
that was Robert De Niro's directorial debut. So that kind of established yes. him as a director. How did that all come about with him becoming the director of that movie? Well, when he saw the show, you know, people think De Niro wanted to play Sonny. He never wanted to play Sonny. That, that wasn't correct. Pacino wanted to do it. Nicholson and a lot of other people wanted to play Sonny. But Bob, when he saw it, now don't forget, they offered me 250000 and I said no, then 500000 I said no, only because nobody would guarantee me the role, and then I could write the screenplay. So then finally, <clears throat> De Niro saw it, <clears throat> and he said, you should play Sonny, it'd be great. You should write it, because it'll be real, and I'll play your father, and I'll direct it, and that's the way it'll be. And that's what happened. So that's how and I made the deal. And it really established him as a director. I mean, he... Oh, yes. that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, the great director. Great director. Look at the movie. It's a classic. You know, he did a great yeah. job. Yep. No, it was me. You also, um, did were you on Hill Street Blues playing yes, a character named Sonny? Yeah, was that I, just I coincidentally played, you played a character named Sonny on Hill Street Blues? Yeah, I played Sonny Capoliti. The name was Sonny, too. Sonny yeah, that's Capoliti. why I, yeah. Yes, on yeah, History Blues. You're correct. Yeah, because that's yes. yeah. No, I thought it was, it was a coincidence, and then I was doing some research after the trade show, and I saw you were on History Blues. I watched the episode. I'm like, yeah, uh, but and I didn't realize the character's name was Sonny. So, yes, it was Sonny. I didn't, you know, I forgot about that. You're right. <laughs> Hill Street Blues. You're going way back in the archives now. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but yeah. Yeah. No, well, you know, I I was a young actor, and but I couldn't break into film. That was. It's very difficult to break into film. That's why I wrote, um, you know, a Bronx Tale. I wanted to bust out big. I had more. I had bigger dreams, you know. Yes. You got to dream while you're awake. Yeah. I got to say one yes. thing. That's to bring this full circle. A Bronx Tale is a movie about the area and the avenue in the block that I have my cigar factory. I don't know if a lot of people know that. So I grew up on that block that he grew up on and made the story about a Bronx tale. And it's amazing because when you come there, you really experience a Bronx tale. My life is a complete Bronx tale and that's full circle. So I wanted people to know that the, the cigar is not just named the Bronx tale. It's made on the same block that he wrote that movie about and that he grew up on. So that's another amazing story. And I know you paid homage on the box to Belmont, uh, you know, on that, on that box. Yeah. 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 And, you know, Dion and the Belmonts come from there. Dion lives down here. You know, and uh, he, he's older than I am. Dion's about 10 years older than me. But uh, we all grew up together, you know. It's kind of strange. It really is. Dreams, you know. Yeah. It is. I can't wait to really get up there. We're going we're gonna to visit. We're going to visit you, Paulie, up there this year. Promise. My wife and I are bring excited. Yeah, bring your appetite. Yeah, you better bring your appetite, boys. Do, do I look, do I look like a lightweight? Famous. That pizza's world like famous. Well, is you that know, good? That pizza's world famous. I mean, oh, yeah. That, yeah, it's very famous, that pizza. I've seen Paulie. I've seen the, the News 12 specials you've had on it. It's it's great. It's uh, Thank you. Thank you. Well, I have a pizza place now. It's called Afanucci Pizza. Yep. And... um. Not because it's my pizza. I think the pizza is amazing. Like cigars, everything is all relative to what you like. And I think my pizza is pretty good. And we have, a, I just brought in a cafe called Old Cafe right next to the factory. It's a beautiful, it's a wonderful coffee from Italy. It's kind of like the Starbucks of Italy. 
and this is the first one that's in the United States. So I'm, pre I'm pretty proud of that. Having said that, the cigars are my life. That's my life. Those are the, those are the projects that Pat, you know, they're, 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 um, they're good projects and I like them. I love them, but nothing like my cigars. Cigars is what I bleed for and I, yeah. and I live for. I could tell, and you know, Paulie in New York doing that, uh, got to take my hat off to you. That's not the easiest place Thank to, you. to do what you're doing. Thank yet. you. I appreciate yeah. that. That means yeah. a lot to me. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. They don't make it easy on you. And I want to thank the cigar industry. You know, when Chaz came in, um, I thought that we're going to, and you know, I'm a big fish in a small pond again. And then when you go to PCA, you're like overwhelmed to where you're like, wow, this is, where do I start? Where do I go? So many different people coming at you. And the people that took us in the, the fastest and the most were the legacy brands. I have to say that. And they made, I think, Chaz feel, we accept you. You're not a, you're not a, a gimmick. We accept you. We know that this is real. Talking about Fuente, Jose Blanco, the Olive is uh, company. Those folks, uh, Abe, uh, yeah. you know, for instance, guys who uh, who've been in this industry and really, really made made it what it is today. Took us in and made us feel like we're part of this, mm -hmm. and you're in, and that means a lot when you're uh, respected by your peers. You know, it's something, Jazz and Paulie, that that I never really saw until I got into this industry, and and. Anybody who tells you otherwise, in my opinion, they're on the fringe. They really don't understand the industry. This industry, for really such a small industry, right? Lou Rothman used to always say a joke. It's the only industry that when you say somebody's first name, you know exactly who somebody's talking about, right? Most other industries, people who've achieved extreme success, or they're very closed off. This industry, and anybody who really knows it, it's not like that. I've seen competitors help competitors in times of crisis. Yeah. I've seen situations or life where somebody's barn burned down and they would aid them in, in, in getting them some tobacco so production didn't didn't get disrupted. I know for a fact Jonathan told me a story where they were having some kind of blending problem and Ernesto Perez Carrillo came and spent like four or five days to help them kind of figure out what, what, what was causing the problem, what happened. There's such a, I mean, listen, we all, we're all competitors, we're all in business, but there's such a like subliminal camaraderie and brotherhood that that you really have there has to be something wrong with you if you're coming in this <laughs> and everybody's shutting you out you know you've done something because it's a very right. industry and even though people are getting into it they're intimidated because they think it's like that and then they, they still realize we're all just people here right we're all just people here most of us got here whether it's myself or by somebody who helped us I was yeah. very fortunate enough to have a lot of mentors in my life and amazing people who gave me phenomenal guidance and phenomenal counseling. So, you know, I try to pass that on as often as I can to somebody if I can help them out. So um, it's one of it's the other aspect that most consumers don't see that's truly beautiful about this industry that we're in. Yeah. And, and what you said, Abe, is really basically about life in a way. The more you help other people, the more you give the more you will get back. That's the way life is. Life is like, it's a, it's all vibrations. I believe, and I'm a very spiritual person. And if you're tight like this, and the, and the vibes and, and the vibrations of the world, if you're tight and closed off, they'll bounce off you. But if you're open to helping other people, all it does, all it does, they go right through you. All it does is help you by you helping another person or even a competitor. And his cigars take off. 
that I know it's hard to understand, but it actually helps you because it's a service of mankind. We all put on this earth to service. That's a big reason why I do the show. Because I I give I give away, I go, saddest thing in life. That's why I bring that little kid upstairs uh, on stage with me. And because he'll never ever forget that moment. Ever. Ever. I give him card and I give them the hundred and secretly sublimity in his mind he has to be a success he has to he cannot let his parents down you know so all of that all of that just helps to give away to give away to give away I go to Italian restaurants in Manhattan and if I have a great meal I post it I went to this restaurant what a great restaurant great meal people go but you own two restaurants I go it's okay we do very well right I went to a great restaurant. I'm going to mention it. There's enough for everybody. See, some people, Abe, think the world only has six slices. And if somebody gets one, they go, ah, damn. So right. only five slices left. Shit. But then some people think, like myself, the world has six million slices. There's enough for everybody, guys. Just be free and be good and be nice. And you know what? The world is yours, really. You know, it's funny. I was going to share that story about that boy too. Um, I'm the same way. I, I, I've literally said this sometimes. I'm a very spiritual person. I tell my kids all the time, or really anybody, the universe is very fickle. You have to be very careful what you put out there because most of the times it's going to give it right back to you. So oh, yeah. you put out a lot of negative stuff, a lot of negative energy. It's going to find its way back. That's kind oh, of well, you know. That's why, really, I've always tried to stay as positive as I could in life, you know? Problems are going to happen. Things are going to happen. But you stay as positive because I've tend to have noticed throughout my life that it works itself out. That mentality works itself out. The guys who are mush, you know, as your word, or, you know, shod, and they get down on themselves or whatever, they never leave that, they never leave that universe. That weight no. of everything is always against me never leaves them so i i totally relate to that experience and what you did with that young man i'm going to share it so one of the beautiful things is uh, chaz comes out after the the show talks to the audience a little bit about it let's let's people know because you have to realize not like my wife very unfamiliar with the story never saw the movie didn't even realize that it's based on your life experiences growing up so you know, tells us about that, tells us about the card and how the card influenced him and his sisters. And then he, he asked if anybody out there was, was you know, 9 to 12 years old. And luckily, there was, a, there was a young man, 12 years old. He brought him up on stage, told him the importance of the card. Literally reiterated Sonny's words to see, stay in school, do good in school. Now you have no choice. You know, gives him a placard that has the expression, nothing sadder than wasted talent. And then, like Sonny, hands him a $100 bill. Now, I, I want you to know, I was asked before we came out and talked with you, I took a picture. Of, he was there with probably his whole family. There was probably about 12 of them. They all lined up on the stage. Kids got the sign. He's got the $100 bill. They all took a picture together. I took that picture for him. I'm pretty sure it's going to be framed and never forgotten. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. You, you may have changed a trajectory. For life. Yes. People don't yes. realize yes. that. My wife tells me this all the time. You don't realize how sometimes you can affect somebody in a certain way. You know, it may not be a major shift, or, 
but you've altered that path even in just the most minimal way 30 40 50 years down the road that's a big shift yeah and you know what abe and, and i'm glad that you're spiritual because you're like you're like me with that when you change someone's life in a way you not only change that life yep. you change the universe yep people don't realize that that boy will grow up and be a success and be a good father and get a wife and have kids and his kids will be good children because he'll raise them like he was raised so it's not just changing one life right it's changing the universe but you start with one person at a time that's how it goes it's actually a trickle effect absolutely well gentlemen we have a tradition in how we close out our show we always say it's the best way to start your saturdays but we close it out with a very special segment brought to you by another one of our sponsors the fine folks at rocky patel um we're, we're going to ask you it's time to find out would you rather In this segment, gentlemen, what we basically do, Rocky Patel is going to ask us a question, and we're all going to let us let him know which would we rather do. So let's find out what Rocky has for us today. The Rocky Patel question today for the KMA crew is, would you rather smoke a cigar and have a scotch with George Clooney and LeBron James, or would you rather smoke a cigar and have a scotch with Michael Jordan and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, now he's going to start the LeBron James Michael Jordan war. That's what he's going to do with this. Uh, this is a very easy one for me. I grew up in Chicago. I grew up watching Michael play on the court. Oh yeah. My my undisputed opinion, not to crowd any arguments, but he is the goat, one of the greatest players of all time. Um, I'm definitely sitting with Schwarzenegger and Michael Jordan for hopefully multiple scotches and multiple cigars. What about you, Coop? Um, it's look, I, I, I have no problem smoking a cigar with LeBron James, um, but Arnold takes <laughs> Arnold and Jordan. It's hard to beat that one. So I'm taking, I'm taking Arnold and Jordan as well. All right, gentlemen, Paulie, Chaz, you have an opinion I'm, on this one? I'm with you guys. Schwarzenegger and, um, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, I met George a bunch. I met, I met George Clooney, but he's a great guy. And, uh, I probably maybe one day we'll do that anyway. But so I, I love Michael. I, I agree. Michael Jordan is the GOAT. And so I'm going with Jordan and Arnold. Yes. Well, our, our fans seem in unison here. I see everybody typing in Jordan and Schwarzenegger. I have yet to see a LeBron. So if you're catching this episode later, Don McKnight, there you have it. The consensus has spoken. Uh, let's see here. What are the two of the best of all time? Oh, yep. I agree with you on that one too. Oh yeah. yeah. Chaz, Paulie, listen, I, I, I know the life. I know you guys are busy. I really want to really, on behalf of not only my team and the crew and KMA talk radio, but all our fans who literally join us every Saturday morning, ritually best way to start your Saturday. Thank you so much for taking a little time out of your Saturday morning to share this after this is this experience with us we will deeply appreciate it thank you so much thank you guys thank, yeah, you, guys. thank, thank you guys thank you. thank you thanks to the cigar community also for accepting us and enjoying what we do now jazz we have listeners all over the country you got shows coming up 
in the near future, you know where? Yes, all they, all they have to do is go to chazpalmentary.net, and all my schedule is there. I'll just go to chazpalmentary Instagram. My Instagram is there. The, sh the schedule is on there, too. So there you have it. Go to either one of those two places. People find out if Chaz is coming near you. Because I'm going to tell you, if you're a fan of them, even if you've never seen the movie like my wife, but especially if you're a fan of the movie, you need to drive. If it's a 30-minute, hour, two-hour, go see the show. Well worth it. Absolutely. Coop, thank you very much. Special thank thanks. you. Guys. Yeah, and thanks to Alex, too. I know Alex really had to work behind the scenes. You just stole my thunder, Coop. Yeah. Come on, man. I okay, just, ahead, <laughs> you just stole my thunder. I was going to say special thanks to the man we call the GOAT, who who took a step back behind the curtain tonight to help produce everything, make sure everything rolled off well. Yeah. And um, we'll see you gentlemen in two weeks. Coop, I'll see you in two weeks. I've, I, yeah. I, I, I have heard that now you have a ride. We will I see have a ride. So I, will, yeah, I have a ride. And the I got countdown, a yep, the countdown has begun to the Great yep. Smoke 2024. <laughs> Until next week, everyone, please keep it lit.